Welcome back, everyone, to the Next Up podcast. What's up? What's up? Hope to find you in good spirits. Hope things are going well. It's uh, I, Dustin Bates, and the Jonathan Pearson. I'm just an I. So prestigious. So prestigious. So, today we're going to talk about, Dustin, three things great leaders do. How much more of a broad subject title can you have? That's right. Three three things. Um, and probably some of you are thinking if, if leadership just was that easy, if it really was just that easy, just three things. But guys, listen. We have narrowed it down. Oh, that that's that's really impressive. See, that, that's the value of the Next Up podcast is we've boiled leadership down to three things. And listen, people have been trying to do this for decades. But congratulations, you now are listening to the answer to the leadership problems. So tweet it, share it, go for it. Very much over-promising, and I have a, a strong suspicion that we're going to under-deliver. That's on right. This. That's right. So That's what we do. So we're going to deliver the best we can, though, Dustin, and uh, we're just going to talk about three things that great leaders do. And I think, Dustin, just to kind of maybe uh, maybe make this a little bit more specific, three things that I think a lot of times we don't realize are important. Maybe some of us as leaders do this maybe instinctly, um, but some of us, I think, forget about these a lot of times. And so uh, no matter what you're leading, whether it's your family, um, I think these apply to that, whether it's... Um, a church, a nonprofit, a business. I think these three things, once we kind of put them in our minds and start to to, to act um, proactively with these, I, th- I think I think they're going to going to do us a lot of good. Well, and I I think what's nice about this, all jokes aside, is uh, I, even in my own personal leadership, I can see where I uh, over promote on one or two of these and probably undervalue uh, one of the others. So I think I think you know there there's a multi Lots of sides to, to leadership. Leadership is always multi-sided, but um, understanding these three kind of core elements yeah. and make sure all three of them are, are instinctual in our leadership. So we've teased enough. The people are like, we want to know what they are. Give us more. Give us more. We're actually just going to tease for about 30 minutes, and then we're going to close. Yeah, And that's actually going to be our new. We're, we're never gonna... really going to deliver anything. Well, they could just read the show notes, scroll down a little bit, but that's okay. So we're going to talk anyway. And um, we'll, we'll get started with number one is three things great leaders do. Number one, they lead relationally. And I, Dustin, this is obviously one of those that, duh, we've seen that. Um, but one of the principles that I really think um, is important in relationship building, especially building relationships quickly, um, like in a job interview setting, um, my wife just changed jobs. And one of the things that I told her going into job interviews is try to find some common ground with the person that you're interviewing with. Try to find some common ground away from the job subject because there's something about finding common ground with somebody, whether it be a hobby, whether it be something you enjoy, whether it be someone you know, a common friend. Try finding some common ground with people really builds relationships quickly. And Dustin, I'm in a, a new ministry position and a new place. And this is one of those things that I that I search for. And I think a lot of times we know this instinctively, but we don't do this actively. But as leaders, we need to find common ground personally. Don't make it about work. Don't make it about whatever you're doing. Don't make it about um, the program that you're doing or the process you're in, but make it personal. Find something personal that you can find common ground in. And when people, because that's going to help them feel like they know you personally. When they feel like they know you personally, when they feel like they're a part of your life or they have something, um, some sort of information that um, only a friend could get, 
they're going to follow you more mm-hmm. enthusiastically and they're going to be willing to um, be loyal to a further standpoint. Yeah, I think what's nice about uh, making a statement like that, finding common ground, I think the word, you know, leading relationally, uh, that's pretty broad. Yeah. And if you're not it a— It sounds good, but what does that mean? Yeah, yeah. You know, so, you know, realistically, how do you lead relationally? I mean, I'm, am I supposed to, you know— uh, hang out constantly. I mean, that's kind of what my mind goes to relationally, but, but making a statement like that, just really just find common ground, you know, what, what unites you, maybe purpose, uh, maybe it is background, maybe it's something that can break the tension, but, you know, find something that you can make a connection with that person. Um, and generally I think in a job setting, it, it hopefully will be purpose. It will be, um, the love for what you're doing or, you know, the excitement of learning something new, or something mm-hmm. like that, but I, I like I like that kind of statement. Yeah, and I think you know this is one of those things that longevity matters. So like, it depends on how long you're going to know that person. Um, the common ground that you're going to find for for some of us, we're leading. You may be in a situation where you're only going to lead somebody for a few months. You have to find common ground quickly. Mm-hmm. Um, well, there's there's some really good questions I think you can ask to try to find that common ground. Um, I think especially if you are positioned uh, in authority or in a leadership spot right off the bat, like title-wise or um, organizational hierarchy-wise, I think you can ask questions like, well, tell me about yourself. I'd like to, you know, I'd just like to get to know you. Or um, one of the things I I sometimes ask is I'll bring something up to do with sports. And I'll like, are are you a sports fan? And because I'm a sports fan. And sometimes that'll get to it. Or I'll see their Apple watch on their hand and I'll say, Oh, you, you have a, you have an Apple watch, you know, stuff like that really. And, and then you can kind of share some of the, your personal stuff. Don't get too personal. Um, but once you ask those questions, I think that gives you some right to, 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 to get a little more personal on your side and that builds relationship and that builds respect. And that at least builds the, um, the idea in their head that they can trust you. And, and that's ultimately what you want in order to influence them and influence them in a positive way way, of course, but you ultimately want their trust. And that's only built off of, um, uh, establishing a good relationship. Yeah. And I think this really applies to all sorts of stuff. Even if, um, you know, you're not leading people, even if you're having to work alongside people, you know, I think this also applies that, um, you know, make the first connection. I think a lot of times people, uh, everybody's nervous or everybody's shy. Yeah. And so, you know, even if you're equals, you know, to, to build that bridge, because ultimately um, the people we work with, we're with for for many hours, five, six days a week. Mm-hmm. You know, I think it is important, especially as believers. I guess that's kind of where a core value of in my heart um, that we're supposed to be sharing life with other people. And it doesn't mean they think like me or live like me or like that. But I do think that's pretty vital to uh, to bridge that that relational gap. Yeah. Okay. Number two is lead environmentally. And Dustin, let's be honest, we used environmentally because it ended it with Lee and so do the other two. Mm. But here's what we mean. And I think it I think this is actually a pretty decent concept that I that I I've never quite heard said like this. Uh, maybe we've mentioned this in a podcast in the past, but um, as a leader, we set the temperature of the room. Um, one of the things, Dustin, where this I like a seventy two degree. Oh, oh you mean <laughs> You don't mean physically. Okay. Yeah, wow. No, no, no. Okay, no. All, all that, all that's on a timer. There, folks. All that's Learning on a timer. I actually have nothing to do with that. Um, that's right. But one of the places where this most obviously I think plays out in my personal life is in a heated discussion with my wife. 
Mm. Um, and, and this is kind of one of those things where this – A high-temperature situation. Yeah, that's where this often comes to mind is there are moments in conversation with her about certain things that I have the opportunity to set the thermostat. So in other words, it, there's a temperature in the room right now, and I have the chance to either take that further or I have a, the chance to bring that down. And so it's I have a chance to say those key words that I know are going to tick her off even more, or I have a chance to raise my voice to a certain level that's going to that's going to cause her to match it, or I can cut the tension in the room and I can bring it back down and I can set the thermostat to a calm to a let's discuss this rather than a let's be mad about this. And in leadership, we have that same potential, especially in crisis. I think I think that's where this plays out big time in leadership is in crisis when when staff quit or when um, something happens, Dustin, we faced some things um, at the church that you're at together that um, just were, were those moments where, okay, mm-hmm. well, we have to keep some calm here. Some th- things have happened. We have to set this thermostat and um, the people around you are going to ju- adjust. But if you go crazy, they're going to go crazy. If you panic, yeah. they're going to panic. Or at least if you show panic, they're going to panic. So it's your opportunity as the leader to um, to, to set the temperature and to lead environmentally. Yeah. I think, uh, honestly where a lot of the, the emotional intelligence to throw that word out there, I think where a lot of the emotional intelligence of leading environmentally of is setting, setting the room temperature, if you will, that, that has to begin though. What we spoke about earlier, the first part of relationally, if you are not aware of the needs and values and worries, even of the people around you, that personal lives too. Yeah. And personal lives that are only, you know, found through relational leadership. So if you are, you know, a boss at a small, uh, small business or practice or church or whatever it is, um, you know, and you have to come in, uh, people are, are expecting you to, to set the speed, set the temperature and all of those things. But you need to do that within the window of who they are, what they value, um, what their fears are, what their concerns are, whether it's, uh, personal, you know, uh, public, whatever, whatever those things are. So I think, um, you know, it's, it's not just as simple as, as a, as a thermostat on the wall. I mean, it's taking measure of the room of the, of the people in the room. And that only really happens when you have already begun to lead relationally, because otherwise you may set a temperature that it may not seem so now, but down the road, it is, it is something that people can't stay they they can't they can't stay because it was the wrong yeah. temperature. It did not meet the needs of the people in the organization. Yeah, and I think tying back, tying this back to to the point number one of of relationally, I think when you know people, you know the moments that you need to be by the thermostat to set it, kind of thing. Yep. So if 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 I know that so and so is going through a tough time with their child, or if I know that so and so is going through a for a tough time financially, or if I know, you know, then, then I can help set that temperature. If I know, um, there's, that there's something going on in the, in the, just the, the church that I'm at, or just the families at the church that I'm at, then I can, I can be ready to set that temperature. And I can almost be kind of preset myself to, okay, take a deep breath. You've got to, what you, what you, how you react to this matters. And so, if you know people personally, you can lead them a lot better. And, you know, I think there's just this misunderstanding in leadership, period, that there's got to be this big gap of separation between personal and professional. And, I, and Dustin, I just – maybe it comes in, in a different world than we live in or maybe it comes at, yeah. a, at a different age. But I, I understand there has to be some, but it, it, I just don't see that big gap that, that a lot of people assume has to be there. Yeah. And, and, I, and maybe it comes back down to what we want to be and what this podcast really is about is not how to be a good boss. 
I'm sure there are, there are some great uh, other podcasts out there, certainly not yeah, with two that's young, true. handsome um, gentlemen like ourselves, but I do believe that leaders throughout time, uh, leaders have always been the ones who are willing to sacrifice more and to love more and to set the pace first. And oftentimes get hurt more, which, yeah, which that and, is a danger. And, and, you know, and that is a danger. We certainly need to protect ourselves. But I think coming back to this environmentally, what is so uh, cool about that word is, um, I, you know, I'm not sure about the, you know, environment and stuff like that. But I know like on the farm uh, growing up that you would take samples of the soil before you planted anything down. Mm-hmm. And so I have a suspicion that a lot of leaders are just throwing out seed and throwing out ideas or you wonder why things, um, you know, even though you've had the energy and the passion, but they just don't uh, happen like you you expected. But really, you didn't take the environmental leadership into perspective. And you may even have great leader, you know, great relationships with the people around you, but you didn't really see what was going on in the soil. And so you need to take stock. I think that's a part of that environmental leadership of of understanding the multiple contexts that come together to build your unique place, your unique you, your unique staff, your unique talents and gifts and challenges. Boom. That sound was Dustin Bates dropping some leadership Ooh. knowledge on us and some farming knowledge. Nicely done, Farming sir. knowledge. Nicely I should be done. wearing flannel today. I am not wearing flannel, and I'm ashamed. That you that beard that no one can see out there that's so nicely groomed means nothing to me now that you don't have on flannel. No, it's it nothing. It's a fake. You're a fake bearded man. With a little bit of farming knowledge. That's right. Moving on to number three, so we don't focus on the beards anymore. Moving on to number three, directly. Jonathan, what you got for us on directly? Well, I think, and this is kind of, I guess, the other side of of leadership. I think the tendency when you become a relational leader and someone who is, as you said, emotionally um, wise and emotionally intelligent, that's the word I'm looking for. Um, I think the other side of that is you give in too much. Um, mm-hmm. But the third part, the directly part, um, is means that we mold consensus, we don't bow to it. In other words, we set parameters of vision, we set parameters of core values, we set parameters of this is what is important to us, we set parameters of this is the goal that we're going to accomplish. And then we help mold the consensus around those ideas and that vision rather than bow to what everybody else wants. Do we listen to input from other people? Do we listen to input from our teams? Absolutely. But we also mold the overall product and the overall direction rather than bowing down to it. I've, I've seen leaders, Justin, I know you have too, and, and people and just individuals in general who bow to the whims of, of what everybody else is doing. And, and, and what, what eventually happens is it's kind Kind of like my son playing with Play-Doh. He wants one second, he wants it to be a snake. One second, he wants it to be a pizza. One second, he wants it to be a ball. And in the end, it's just a dented piece of Play-Doh that's in a bunch of different pieces because we've tried to mold to his consensus, not start with the end goal in mind and mold something to that. And Mm so as leaders, we have to lead relationally, environmentally, sure, be aware, but also lead directly, Be, be persuasive, be influential, and also be direct. Yeah, I've also often thought that vision, um, that really all vision is, is uh, not seeing something brand new, but actually just looking at problems, looking at the senses of what around, but where most people just accept it for what it is, vision people see what it could be. Yeah. And I think that's really, really what this is, is that um, if you're called to be a leader, 
and you don't have to be the greatest visionary and write the books like Andy Stanley and all that. And we're certainly, you know, thankful for those people so we can learn from them. Um, but in your life and every day that you wake up, you are going to see problems that everybody else sees, but you may be the only one that be, will be willing to say, I'm not going to bow to it. I'm going to remold it. Yeah. That, that the greatest problems often have brought, brought about the greatest solutions that we love. I am so thankful that somebody came up with air conditioner, but somebody had to, to, to say, I'm tired of being hot. Yeah. Everybody knew that they were hot, but somebody finally decided that something could be done. And so, and here we are now in my nice controlled room. Well, with, somebody, somebody with, solved the problem. With no decoration. We're doing this on Skype. Dustin, you need a picture on the wall, but I do have a, I do have a bookshelf. Um, I feel like I need to contract that out. I need to I need to relationally find someone who can environmentally come in and set the temperature in this room, and then I can and, directly speak into whether I think it's good or not. Mm, that's what you, mm, that's what you call podcast in a sentence. Man, we we can we can leave. That will be all I have to say on this today because I can't follow that back up. Real life, folks. Hashtag real life. <laughs> Hashtag things that don't matter. No, actually, your decorations matter. probably do matter in some, somehow. The I price do have, sets I do have one, one little poster on the wall now, but you okay. can't see it. Well, uh, just kind of in conclusion, and, and we're going we're gonna to kind of wrap this up. Um, Dustin, do you have anything? No, I think, I think this is, in all sense, guys, it's, it's, it's practical. Um, just think about it kind of stuff. I think one of the best things for leaders is not to uh, find answers. It's just leaders that want to just think and process things. So, uh, you know, hopefully that's what we're doing here is, yep. you know, maybe you're riding in the car, maybe you're running. Hopefully you haven't passed out or hit a tree. And the last thing that you hear as you take in your last breath is our beautiful voices. But hopefully that we are helping you process as we process and go about our lives uh, trying to solve the problems that we see. Yeah. Um, and I actually do have have one more thing that that, that I think this is just a, a little I don't I don't know that it really goes along with our topic today but I think this is really good uh, the the church that I'm serving at now uh, I don't have direct deposit yet and so every week I, I, I get like a like an old-fashioned check you ever heard of those and um, really are, are they on are they on parchment paper yep they sure are and oh, um, well, there we go um, they're probably a nice papyrus font would be appropriate here <laughs> there is no such thing as a nice papyrus Fine. But anyway, um, uh, I got my check yesterday, and I was I was on the way home, and I stopped at a red light, and I tore the check stub off of it, and started tearing the the check stub up into little pieces, stuck it in the bag that was beside me. I'd been to the store, and continuing on home. When I got out of the car, I couldn't find my check, um, and I kept looking at my pocket, thinking I'd stuck it in my pocket, and I kept seeing the check stub, and I thought I I, I tore that up. Well, what ultimately once I started searching the bag. Is I had torn the check up into little bitty pieces and actually kept the check stub. And so I tell that story because number one, if you know me, you can you can tell that that's totally something I would do. But number two, I tell that story because I think sometimes as leaders, we too often focus on the wrong thing. And, and mm. while we're focusing on just trying to get stuff done, we miss what we really need to get done all along. Um, and so I think these three points, uh, being a relational leader, being someone who sets the thermostat, who's emotionally intelligent, and being someone who is is willing to sacrifice to complete a vision. I think those things require us to focus on the right thing. Don't tear up, tear up the check. Focus 
on the check because that's where the money is, Dustin Bates. That's where the money is. Coming up next time on the Next Up podcast, how to request a new check <laughs> from your boss. <laughs> <laughs> this is this is like I said, hashtag real life, folks. Real life. The struggle is real, and or how how to explain to the wife. <laughs> that we will have to eat lean for the next two weeks. <laughs> honey, honey, did you not get both, did you not get your check how, this week? Nope. How crazy to make people. Woman romantic. That's right. <laughs> All right. Well, we will see you. That is it for February. There will be um, a new podcast come March, and it'll be almost spring, Dustin. Wow, this winter is flying oh, this, by. This winter is flying by. We have not had much of it here in the South. No, we haven't. But anyway, I hope everybody has a great week, a great month. And if you have any questions, you can um, send them to us. Uh, you can tweet me at Jonathan Pearson or you can um, send us an email. My email is Jonathan at JonathanPearson.net. And until next time, Dustin. Adios, folks. Later. Thank you for listening.